Hey y'all, I'm so happy to be here with y'all today. It's Friday. Ooh, who is excited for Friday? I know I am. Last week we had such a great time. We celebrated uh, my dad's birthday. Daddy turned 62. And uh, you know, we were just so happy that everybody just got together at my parents' house and you know, got to see all the kiddos. And it was just such a great time celebrating my dad. And I just saw how happy he was. Uh, you know, after the year we've had, we just needed some laughter. We needed some joyful moments. And I was just so happy that we could all get together again. Now this weekend, we are celebrating my baby. My oldest son is turning 28. I know, it's crazy, right? I don't even look old enough to have a 28-year-old. Don't I, aren't I like 29? <laughs> just kidding, seriously though. But you know what? I'm just so excited for everything that God has just been blessing us with. I mean, he has just enriched our lives so much, you know? And um, I just got to thinking about, you know, vision boards and what I've been hoping to aspire for this year. And you know, to be honest with you, there's some things that I'm still waiting on clarity from God. I'm still waiting on that direction, but you know, we were working on our vision boards earlier this week, and um, I was thinking about some of the things that were on my last year's vision board that I didn't get to that I really want to carry over on into this year. And I got to thinking about my commitment level. How committed am I to ensuring that I meet my goals? What is it going to take this year, right? So I want to talk to y'all about commitment. Yeah. That's it, mm-hmm. What does commitment look like to you? Ooh, ask yourself that question. And no, I ain't talking about that guy that you've been waiting to give you a ring. No, I ain't talking about that person in your life that you've been waiting for them to just commit to doing something for a change. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about commitment, the other kind of commitment issues that we tend to act like we don't have, but we really do. So join me for this podcast of what does commitment look like to you? Hey, you guys, thank you for joining me here at Living Encouraged. I'm so excited that you have joined us today on this wonderful Friday. That's right. This is a wonderful Friday. We're just going to just take joy in everything of this day, especially the fact that it wraps up another week. That's right. You have successfully made it through another week. Booyah. Yeah. High five to you. Right? I'm saying, you know, sometimes it feels that way, right? Because you just have so many things happening in your life. So much is going on. Maybe you got a lot of projects going on at work and then Friday comes along, you're getting ready to just wrap it all up. That's right, that's exciting, right? So if this is your first time joining me here, this is Eileen Bocanegra. I am the founder of Living Encouraged Ministries, a place where we call it like our tribe, a sisterhood of girlfriends that get together to get empowered and encouraged and just ready to propel to the next level. I love that what I get to do every day is I get to sit here and be that voice of encouragement to somebody, whether it's through prayer, through just, you know, talking it out, uh, coaching, mentoring, whatever it is, 
I love that I get to do that, right? Every day I get to sit here and I get to work with people, helping them get to that next level in their life, helping them to be able to pivot to that next level and just break free from whatever's holding them back, right? But one of the things that we fail to realize and oh yeah, if you could just see me now, I'm like, mm, here it comes. Oh yeah, I'm rounding it up. I'm getting it together. Here it comes. One of the things that we don't realize is holding us back is commitment. Mm-hmm. That's right, commitment. We got commitment issues. Yeah, you know, we don't like to admit it. We think commitment issues are things that happen just in relationships. But nah, I'm here to tell you commitment issues come up in so many different areas of our life, such as, such as, when we commit to say we're going to do something and then we don't even follow through with it. Now, I know some people that got some major commitment issues, like my boys. Mm-hmm. I give them a task, right? I say, I need you to do this. And then they can't even follow through with it, right? I mean, growing up all these years, that was the major thing in the house. I would say, hey, take out the trash. Okay, I'm going to do it in a minute. Take out the trash. Okay, I'm going to do it, mom, in a minute. And then... Guess what? It's 11 o'clock at night and I'm turning off all the lights and I'm getting ready to go to bed. And what do I do? I see the trash still sitting there. I'm like, come on, guys, seriously? But there are other commitment issues that we deal with and we don't even realize that we're dealing with it, that we even got a problem. And give me a moment. Sorry about that. I need to hydrate here today. You know, it's like uh, we're in allergy season and I take um, Allegra. So sometimes the medication kind of dries you up, right? And then you can't even talk. It's like your mouth gets all dry. Well, <laughs> that's kind of me right now, right? So we're talking commitment, right? I want to talk to you about the commitment issues that we have when we're waiting on our breakthroughs, when we're trying to get to that next level in our career, or maybe we have a commitment issue when we say we're going to do something, but we don't do it. Such as we say we're going to work out every day for 30 minutes, but we don't do it. Right? And then we wonder why the scale looks the same. Because, <clears throat> you know, some of us may have that little problem right now, right? But seriously, commitment. You know, it's a big word. And commitment, it's about being enthusiastic about something. How many of y'all right now are hitting the gym? I ain't lying. Like you have not been to the gym, but you just started going the beginning of this year and you're like so on fire. You even went and got you a new pair of tennis shoes, right? You got some new workout clothes, some cool looking tights, and you got everything all ready, right? Why? Because your commitment level, your enthusiasm level is like way up there. It's like off the charts right now, right? Because why? You've got this excitement burning inside of you for that goal that you have envisioned. So we often hear that when people go to work out, we know that the, the gyms are full at the beginning of the year. But I have heard time and time again how by the month of March, the gyms taper down, right? The attendance is like it gets right back to low. People are not as enthusiastic. One of the reasons is because they don't see the results right away. I don't know how many times I quit some, you know, working out because I was like, I didn't see the results right away. 
Well, those kind of results don't come right away. You got to work on it. My son, Matt's always talking about that, how you got to work on it. You got to work on it. He's like, mom, just do at least 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I started walking like a few weeks ago and I was doing great till I got startled, right? Because somebody was kind of just watching me while I was walking with my granddaughter. So I got startled and I said, yeah, maybe I'll just walk in the backyard. So then we started going in the backyard, kind of walking around the backyard. Then I decided, okay, that wasn't enough. So inside the house, I've decided, okay, we kind of dance around sometimes, we play around, but I have found different ways for me to stay active so that my body is still in constant motion because that's the overall goal is I need my body to be more in motion so that it's not all achy breaky kind of painful feeling, right? Well, I was reading this book called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell. And there's a quote in there by Jim Rohn that says, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Hello, come on now. You cannot change your destination overnight. How many of y'all know this? How many of y'all can actually attest to this? You cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change the direction overnight. In other words, you're not going to reach that goal overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. Success does not happen overnight. Okay. You have to work on it. Being debt free does not happen overnight. You have to chip away at it a little bit at a time until you finally get to your overall goal, which is being debt free. It takes sacrifice and it takes commitment. But what you can do is you can change the direction of your focus. You can change the direction of your attitude. You can change and steer where your position is in this moment. You can move it and redirect it to a position of excellence where you say, you know what, despite all the setbacks, despite the circumstances, despite what I see right before my eyes, I am still going to keep working at it. I'm still going to keep chipping away, chipping away until I'm debt free. I'm still going to keep working on my relationship until I see the promises of God being fulfilled and my relationship is restored. I'm still going to keep working on finding that job until God blesses me with his very best, right? That's what we're talking about. We have to check our attitude. We have to check ourselves, right? We have to make sure that our commitment level remains in an act of enthusiasm. Like we don't just deflate because things don't go our way. We just keep pressing forward no matter what. We just keep moving forward with with intention, intention to succeed. We we have like this purpose-filled drive inside of us that is pushing us to get to the next level. In this book that I'm reading by uh, John C. Maxwell, there's a law that he talks about, the law of intentionality, right? And, and he talks about what we choose to do and how we do it. We need to do it with intention. We need to be intentional with our actions and what it takes in order to be able to pivot to that next level. What is it going to take for you to achieve your goals? What do you need to do today 
to be able to start making that change, right? Well, I was reading in here and there's uh, a woman by the name of Jennifer Reed um, and she wrote in an article, she said, later is one of the dream killers, one of the countless obstacles we put up to derail our chances of success later, right? So she goes on to say the diet that starts tomorrow, the hunt, the job hunt that happens eventually, the pursuit of the life dream that begins someday combined with other self-imposed roadblocks that lock us into autopilot. Now, check that out. If we're not committed enough to achieve our goals, guess what? We're not going to achieve our goals. We're going to deflate. We're going to feel defeated. We're going to feel that maybe we should just quit. Maybe God doesn't want that for us. Maybe this is not what we're intended to do. So we just walk away. But I'm here to tell you, if you have a true passion inside of you, a vision, a dream that has been burning inside of you, I'm talking about like it's just stirred up inside of you, you're going to do everything that it takes to remain committed to keep doing what you have to do. You got to hold on to those promises you make to yourself. You got to keep moving forward in order to be able to achieve your goals. Just imagine this. Your goal is one footstep away. Imagine if you decide to stop everything now. Stop everything that you're doing because you don't see process. I mean, progress. You don't see the process moving further at all. So you just stop. You're like, skirt, just complete halt, right? What are you doing? You're holding yourself back. You've literally created a roadblock that's keeping you from your destination. I always think about the times that, you know, I hit those roadblocks in my own personal life, in my ministry. And I remember the roadblock that I hit and, and I said, skirt, God, uh-uh, I can't commit to this. I'm the wrong chick for this. Mm-mm, you've got the wrong girl. I'm not qualified. I'm not dedicated for this kind of stuff. I'm not eloquent enough to be teaching this. I don't have the right, you know, theological background. I mean, I was born and raised in church, but that's as good as it got. You know, I re read my Bible every now and then, but I'm not like one of them true devoted. And I mean, I just look for every excuse, right? But when I stopped making excuses and I stepped into the season for which I was created for, I stepped into my position, right? And I owned my position. There was a shift change. It didn't happen overnight. It did take time to be able to have the kind of confidence that I have today to be able to stand before others and, and speak to them, to be a public speaker, to be able to teach others, to be able to be that voice of encouragement for others. It took time. So when we look at what we're doing in our lives, is it worth quitting now? Ask yourself. I've worked hard all this time and now I'm going to quit when my breakthrough is probably one footstep away. We have to remember that, that our breakthrough, it, it can happen at any given time. We know God can sit there and give us financial freedom, but he doesn't just 
hand financial freedom out and he's like okay here you go here you go he's not standing up top of a building and just throwing out financial freedom money all over the place say okay anybody who gets this dollar bill they're gonna have financial freedom it does not work like that we get financial freedom when we become obedient in how we handle what god has given us if we can handle the little that he's going to entrust us with more right Oftentimes we feel that the reason we haven't reached our breakthrough is because maybe we did something wrong, right? Maybe we're not righteous enough. We're not good enough. Maybe, you know, this is just a waste of time to be believing for for this dream to happen, to be believing for that big, beautiful house that, you know, we have on our vision board that we've been believing for. But we see setback after setback after setback. And what happens? We go into a pit of discouragement. But let me tell you, when we're faced with certain situations in life, instead of sitting there and saying, God, where are you? Why haven't you done this for me? When is this going to happen? Or instead of negotiating with God, hey, God, you know what? If you just do this for me, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I promise God that if you give me this and I'm going to do this and this, maybe we need to steer our focus from that. And turn around and say, God, what do you want me to learn from this? What lessons are you teaching me here? Reveal to me what is it that you want me to learn from this situation right now. So that in my obedience, I can move forward and do what needs to get done. That I will be committed to do what needs to be done. What is required of me in order to change my circumstance. Right? So if you want to, for instance, if you want to buy a new car, right? But you need to save $1,000 for your down payment. Okay? But in order to save that $1,000 for a down payment, you got to do some major cutbacks. There's no more Starbucks every day. Right? There's no more going, getting your nails done. You can't get your nails done now. You got to wait. If you really want this new car, you got to stop going and buying those brand new shoes every time a new pair comes out. Every time you go out, you go and buy a new outfit. Instead of doing all that, you put that money aside and you start building up that little nest egg of money that you need to be able to buy the car that you want, right? That's commitment. When you sacrifice temporarily to get your goal. Commitment. Sacrifice is temporary so that you can get your goal. That's what you need to do. Whatever it is that you're working on, whatever breakthrough that you're waiting on, whether it's a new house, maybe it's a breakthrough in your health. What is it that is required of you on your part? I remember that uh, my grandfather had been very, very sick, right? And when he passed away, we discovered that under the house, the porch had been corroding and they needed to lift up the porch. And it's an old, you know, an older home, wooden home. And when they lifted up the, the, the boards, they found all these jars of medication underneath the house. Okay. My, grandfa my grandfather was a man of faith. He was a pastor. He ministered for years. Okay. He believed in God's healing hands. But one lesson that I took from this is that although he was believing for healing, 
he wasn't doing his part. Maybe had he taken his medication, his life would have extended a little bit longer, right? Maybe if he would have done what he was supposed to do. Same happened with me when I had my surgery in my back. I still had trouble walking. But in order to be able to get back to walking, I had to remain committed to going to therapy, to doing these exercises at home, to getting up every day as painful as it was and walking. I remember that my son would hold my hand, he would hold my arm, and he would walk next to me, and Matt would say, in, in a whisper, he saw my hand trembling, he saw the pain that I was in, and he would tell me, come on, mom, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, mom. And he would say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, mom, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My son would say that over and over to me, and that was just on the short trip from my bedroom door, walking across the back of my couch, turn around and go right back to the bedroom. That was my everyday exercise because that's the extent of, of the length that I could walk. So what kind of commitment level do you have? Ask yourself that. What kind of commitment level do you have? Are you marching around those walls with the same enthusiasm from day one like Joshua did? That whatever God's asking you to do, you're walking in that obedience. You say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. If there's an addiction and you keep saying, you know what? I'm going to break free from this addiction so that I can turn my life around. Are you committed to do what it takes to break that addiction? Addictions are hard to break. I know my brother suffered from that. And unfortunately, my brother's life ended sooner than we all hoped. We all prayed and believed that he would break that addiction, but he couldn't. He wasn't committed to be able to do it. He didn't know how to commit to be able to make that change. He didn't know how to commit to God in the sense where he was going to trust wholeheartedly with that addiction. It had taken hold of him so hard, so deep. It took took him captive. You see, when we're facing any kind of addiction, one thing that we fail to realize that part of our commitment level, it's not just walking away from that addiction. It's not just breaking ourselves free from it. But part of our commitment level is to lean on somebody else that can help us, to actually trust somebody else to help us, to actually go and do our part and seek help from somebody else and do what they're asking us to do. That's what commitment looks like. When um, when you're out looking for a job, what do you do? You want to make sure that you do everything in your power on your part and remain committed and vigilant in what you're doing, what your overall goal is in order to get that job, right? So just because doors close on you, just because rejection letters come in, does that mean that you quit? No, it means you just keep applying. You just keep moving forward and you just keep believing and you just keep decreeing that I can do all things through God who strengthens me and my God will bless me with the desires of my heart. God is about to open a door that no man can shut. Come on now. No man can shut that door. God's about to open it. He's about to wait, make a way where no, no, uh, no man can hinder it. Make a way where no way seemed possible open doors of opportunity 
that seem unbelievable, but you know what? God's about to give me his best. Wake up with that kind of attitude. Walk with that kind of attitude. Walk with that kind of committed attitude and enthusiasm, believing in God's favor over your life. And don't be that later person. Don't be that using that word later, that dream killer later, later. I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll write that chapter later. I'll write that devotion later. I'll start that blog later. Later turns into tomorrow, turns into next month, turns into five years, turns into I wish I had done it. That's what later looks like. So how committed are you? Check your commitment level. How committed are you to what you want to achieve? How committed are you to spending more time with God in his presence? How committed are you in your relationship? How committed are you in your finances? Ask yourself those questions and be honest with yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself, right? Be brutally honest with yourself and, and ask yourself, what is it that I need to do today to steer my focus away from what's holding me back, right? And then just press forward, press forward. And remember that your commitment level is what's going to get you to that next level. Your commitment level, that is what sits between your goal and where you're at right now. Commitment, it's right in the middle. It's the bridge that gaps the two of where you're at right now to where you're going. Commitment's right in the middle. Just look at it like this. It's a bridge leading you over into your breakthrough. Mm, come on now. Leading you over into your breakthrough. That's what I'm talking about. So I just pray that you have a great weekend, that you have a phenomenal time, whatever it is that you go out to do. Hopefully we have some great weather this weekend. I really don't pay attention to the weather forecast. My husband usually tells me, I guess I should really look at the apps, huh? But uh, I kind of been a little tied up with other things, you know, committed. That's what I'm talking about. Staying committed, devoted. But I just pray that you have a wonderful weekend. And I pray that whatever it is, whatever breakthrough that you're waiting on, that your commitment level is on point. Mm -hmm. That your commitment level is on point, filled with all kinds of enthusiasm, and that soon enough, you will step in to your breakthrough. I love you. I wish you God's very best, and I'm so happy that you joined me today. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I love the scripture because it's a reminder of what it means to remain committed, to press forward, to press towards our goals so that we can win that prize. That prize is your goal. It's that vision, that dream that you've just been holding so tight in your heart, just believing for. So I pray that whatever it is that you are striving for, whatever goal that you're searching to achieve, that you have been working feverishly for, that you remain committed and that you continue pressing towards it. For more encouraging messages, join me, Eileen Bocanegra, at livingencourage.org. That's www.livingencourage.org. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast. I love you, and I pray God's very best over you. Bye-bye.